Are you an adult with dyslexia? Are you longing for more in your life than the constant, relentless push and pull on your emotions that dyslexia brings? What about those physical demands that require you to constantly shift gears, to rethink? Can I do this? Well, your host, Hope Bill, understands. Diagnosed as an adult, she often believed she wasn't good enough. Fear and shame were her constant companion. Until she met Christ, then everything changed. This podcast is devoted to encouraging and inspiring adults with dyslexia to make more room in their life for Christ. You will hear biblical truths that will uplift and challenge you to find a place for dyslexia in your life and to let Christ take center stage of your life. Hello and welcome back to Making Room for More podcast. Thank you for joining me. Today we're going to focus on the word inadequate. It's a word that can be defined by saying that you don't feel you're capable of doing something or you don't feel good enough. And it's a word I think is in the forefront of a person that has dyslexia's mind. It's a word that may describe how we are feeling, but it's not a word that should describe who we are. So what does God do with our feelings of inadequacy? I was thinking about Moses and when he was commissioned to go back to Egypt to bring the people out of slavery. And remember him when he was in front of the burning bush, the Lord was telling him what he wanted him to do, how he wanted him to do it. And the initial response from Moses was, you know, these people are not going to believe that you sent me. Okay, well then the Lord addresses that. And you can read all of this in Exodus 4, chapter 3, 4 and 5. And so the Lord says, you know, okay, we can deal with that. This is what I want you to say. And then Moses says, well, you know, I'm no longer eloquent in speech. I'm slow of tongue, slow of speech. Okay, the Lord says, well, Moses, who made man's mouth? You know, really, I think you probably want to send someone else. Well, in the fourth chapter, in the 14th verse, (laughs) it says that the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. And he says, your brother Aaron he speaks well. Well, what I what I like about this story and this conversation is, number one, Moses is simply just being honest about his feelings of inadequacy. He's afraid to go back. It has been 40 years. I'm sure in 40 years, much has changed in Egypt. He's probably concerned that he doesn't know the language well as he used to. And he's 80 years old. What I like about this story is that somewhere along the line, and I think quite early on, if you read the the story in Exodus, Moses finds his voice and he no longer believes himself to be inadequate. And if you look at the five books, the first five books of the Bible, not not only do you not hear Aaron's voice often, the voice that you hear speaking for 40 years is Moses. And that is what God does for us. He does this for each of us. He helps us find our voice. He helps us find our, whatever the talent he has put in us, that he becomes bigger than what we believe to be our inadequacies. If we give them to him. When the Lord called me to write for him, for a very long time, I tried to fit into the mold of your typical writer. I was really, really struggling 
and I started thinking, you know, I'm just not going to be able to do this. After I wrote my first book, I allowed it to go through some extensive editing. But then the book just kind of sat there for a number of years. I didn't do anything with it. And then I felt the Lord really nudging me to get it published. Well, I read back through the book and there were some changes that I wanted to make. And in some ways, I really rewrote the book. And this time, I decided, I believe with the Lord's, you know, nudging, to do my own editing and to let the book stand. And that was very hard for me initially because, remember, I'm feeling inadequate anyway. And if this book is going to be published, the average person that writes a book gets their book extensively edited because you want it to just be perfect. Well, my perfection was to be real, to be genuine, to be authentic. And so I decided to just do my little type of editing <laughs> and just to let the book stand. I wrote in the book, the Lord had impressed me to not allow the book to go through a lot of editing, but just to focus on the message that was in the book. And if they came across a misspelled word or come out of place or whatever the mistake they were sure to find, to just focus on the message. And that's what I did. I decided the Lord gave me such a gift in allowing me to have a platform to be me. I am dyslexic. I am a dyslexic writer. And I imagine if, if a professional publisher came across my book, he would probably say, this is not writing. But what I like about the Lord is he, he doesn't stay within the norms of what people say that qualifies you to do his work. He has declared me to be a gospel writer, and that is what I am. And it reminds me of Paul needing to defend his apostleship. And I stand with Paul and say that the Lord called me to be a gospel writer. And he has set the rules and the he has set the parameters in which I will work in. What you will find in my writings is who I am and who God is through me. And that has been such a blessing. And even with this podcast, you know, I struggled with doing it because I don't like the way I sound on air and recording because I know my diction and my pronunciation, my reading fluency, my language skills are not good. They're not awful, but they're not, they're not anywhere where I would like them to be. I had to give the Lord my embarrassment, my shame, all of that, and just do it. You know, Lord, you have called me to minister to other people that have dyslexia. I need to just do it and trust that you will take this information, you will take this podcast, and you will fix it, and you will do whatever you need to do, or you will just leave it as it is. As long as your power attends it, that's all that matters. And I'm saying all this to say that whatever God has called you to do, and he has called each of us to do something for him, to build up his kingdom. As a dyslexic person, you, we don't get a pass on that. And no matter what it is, if you know that God has called you to do it, give him your feelings of inadequacy. And when you do that, you will make more room for Christ in your life. That's what making more room does. It gives him permission to Fill those places in us that inadequacy leaves. 
that we believed a lie that we wasn't good enough, that we didn't measure up. And when we give him permission to take those places, to fill those places, we will do amazing things for God. And I really like the fact that Moses went on. He kept moving forward. Even though he felt inadequate to speak on the Lord's behalf, he did just that. And, and what a powerful voice he became for the Lord. And even today, we're reading his writings. And, you know, once we meet him in heaven, we will be able to say, you may have written hundreds of years before I was born. But when I read your writings, I was so inspired because even when those times you felt inadequate to speak on behalf of God, you did, and it made a difference in my life. So if you know someone that has dyslexia, that's feeling inadequate, that you can see the gift, you can see the way God is blessing, just gently remind them that inadequacy may describe how they are feeling at that moment, but it doesn't define who they are as a person in Christ. And that is the message that I want to send and leave with you. That you are more than enough to God. You are precious in his sight. And the gift that he has given you, the work he has given you to do, put it in his hands. Let him instruct you. Let him guide you. What he did for Moses, he will do for us. Thank you once again for joining Making Room for More podcast which is dedicated to encouraging and inspiring adults with dyslexia to make more room in their life for Christ today.